0: All right. Picture this. You drive seven hours to Germantown, Tennessee, which is a suburb of Memphis. You arrive at uh, near midnight on a Friday night. And before you know it, when you walk into the Holiday Inn Express in Germantown, Pennsylvania, wait, hold on, Germantown, Tennessee, you realize That while there are soccer families at the hotel that you're staying at, because you yourself are a member of a soccer family for a soccer tournament, there is also a clown convention at your hotel. And that's how I started last week. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pete the Planner Show. I'm Pete the Planner. Dame and Kristen join me as always, uh, AKA the Queen of Financial Education and Flashlight McGee, (laughs) uh, the pocket flashlight man. Uh, you guys have both seen pictures of the clown convention that I sent you, shockingly nightmarish, right? Hundred percent.
1: Do the two of you have a problem with clowns?
0: I um, yeah. I we don't I'm use the like. H word, Dame. Do mm-hmm. you say I? I, I I'm not found, fond of clowns. I'm not a big. I do not like clowns. I often said to Sarah, when I die, which <laughs> any any day now, um, I want um, a closed casket. I want people looking at me. Um, I want a clown in the back of the room making balloon animals. And she's like, but you hate clowns. And I'm like, yeah, but it's my final ha <laughs> to everyone else. Um, I, It's unbelievable. <laughs> so anyway, this clown convention here, we're in Germantown, Tennessee. There's clowns all over the hotel, mainly elderly clowns. Like we're talking 75 and above, but there's some younger clowns. Uh, all men there was a room a hospitality room that they would go and just drink their masks off like they were just drinking (laughs) at one point in the morning i go downstairs for a breakfast at like 6 a.m there's a shirtless clown trying to break into the hospitality room because he forgot his key to get more to drink and and the (laughs) clowns were like in the lobby trying to talk to the kids it was a nightmare at what point does a clown turn into a hobo Well, there were some hobo clowns. Yeah. Uh, By the way, Rochelle, with the greeting of the I think she's early running for uh, listener of the year. Greetings, Kristen and company. (laughs) Look, I'd be perfectly happy if this was called Kristen and Co. Yes. Um, Kristen, did you see any clowns in the last 168 hours? (laughs) I did not know. Oh, yeah. Jacob... uh, Jacob uh, gives the punchline here in uh, Facebook live chat of one of the all time greatest mm-hmm. jokes of clowns is, does this taste funny to you? But we will not, we will not tell the setup to that one. It's not good. uh Kristen, yeah. big show here today on the Pizza the Planner, Kristen and company experience. <laughs> it's
1: always a big show, Pete.
0: Uh, it is when I learned the topic a minute before air. <laughs> so, um, you guys, I have another big reveal I'm going to give between segment one and two that is a little bit shocking that neither of you know yet. Okay. Hi, you're J.O. Fired. No, that's not <laughs> it. Um, there some, there's some people here at our organization know this because of the last couple of days, but I will share some shocking information with you between segment one and two. So it's with that, that we probably should get started because this information is so shocking. <laughs> you're going to want to hear it. And I will also note amazing fuel for both of you to make fun of me for quite some time.
1: Okay. Right on. <laughs>
0: Damn. Damn, you just lit up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, now. Now that's what I'm talking about. Uh, what's the first... Te- oh, got an email. Okay, that's yep. the first segment. Let me set up... <laughs> I'm in no big hurry today, Jeremiah. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, okay. We have new internet at our office as of yesterday. Uh, somehow slower. Somehow slower. I don't know how that works. That good really uh, nice. Good move. I don't know. Okay. In three, two, one. This week on the Pete the Planner show, we answer your money questions. Here's how the show works. You email us askpete at petetheplanner.com. That's askpete at petetheplanner.com and we will answer your email. I used a plural we, meaning Kristen Elanius, Director of Education at Your Money Line, joins me as always, as does <laughs> Damian Dunn, shining a light on personal finance. Dame, hello. Hello, Pete. Uh, miscellaneous, hello.
1: Hello. All
0: right. So uh, we got to hear the topics for today, for the way I understand them. Number one, we are talking about uh, a question about a 401k. Uh, number two. We are talking about what? What are we? What are we doing? Financial triage. Financial triage, and then the third one: living a carless lifestyle. Living a carless
2: lifestyle. So let's start with the email, Dame. Uh, could you do the honors? I would love to, uh, dear Kristen and company. <laughs> uh, what? what? Anyway. I work for a company that doesn't offer a match in their 401k, and I don't know if I should contribute there or do something else. The plan is with a regional bank, and the expenses are high-ish. The investment options are limited, just like any 401k. But I'm motivated to save and don't know where I should put my money. Thanks. This is a classic. And, and there's other versions of this one, by the way. That Let's answer both
0: versions. Here, here, The first version is the one you heard. The second version is the match is only 3%. Should I put in more than 3%, which is another version of that. Uh, So Kristen, I mean, the person addressed you and you are sort of a big (laughs) deal. So where shall we begin?
1: Well, this person, you said there's variations of this question. There's also different types of people that ask this question. This person says they're motivated to save. So yeah, go look for a Roth IRA or maybe a traditional IRA if you want to have a pre-tax option but if you're not motivated to save and you're not sure that you have the discipline to contribute to that IRA, even if the fees are higher, the 401k might be the better option.
0: That's interesting, Dame. Um, for some reason this morning, I forgot about the motivation factor that but I think Kristen's right. I think there's another element this too is how much do you plan on contributing? 100%.
2: Yeah. If you're going to contribute 100%, that that would be a lot, Dame. It depends on how much you make. Oh. Uh, it if you are going to contribute more than whatever the IRA contribution limits are, uh, which is, I believe, 6500 bucks this year, if I remember correctly, uh, you're going to have to find something else to do, whether you stuff as much as you can into an IRA or Roth, maybe go back to the 401k, even though it's not your favorite. Maybe you start exploring other options. Maybe you've got an HSA that's available to you where you could really start putting some cash away, or maybe you open up a non-qualified brokerage account where you can make a regular uh, automated contribution where you just, it's out of your hands and you don't have to worry about moving that money by yourself every month. I think that's the key that Kristen kind of hit back on. If you're not uh, the type of person who is going to be all over this and you uh, are going to make sure that happens regularly, you got to look into automation because you've already identified saving is something that you want to do. But if you're not going to, be actively engaged in making sure you're hitting those goals a little bit of automation goes a long way yeah kristen the automation part is is sort of hard to turn down
0: no
1: It is. And it's tricky because automation has become easier and easier. So, Dame and I talked about where we keep our um, emergency savings last week or the week before, maybe no one knows. And it's so easy to make those contributions, but it's so easy to go in. Like, I think mine even used to give me an email the day before that was like, Hey, just a reminder, your contribution's happening soon. And it takes like three clicks to pause that month's contribution. So pros and cons to that accessibility.
0: Yeah, you know, a a long-time listener of the show, Andy. I said long time to make myself feel well, but Andy is a regular (laughs) listener of the show. (laughs) Uh, She points out on Facebook Live as we stream every Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern on Facebook Live as we record the show. She says, do you ask, and by the way, just... Andy is a financial expert, right? So I think she's asking this just to help us stir up the conversation. She knows the answer to this. Do you <laughs> ask about an emergency fund and or debt reduction before going straight to retirement? I think that's a really great question, especially for a 25 year old, which I think this emailer was somewhere in that range. Dame, how do you how do you address that? It's a, it's a great question. What Which came first, the emergency fund
2: or the retirement? Yeah, there's got to be some level of stability uh, built into someone's financial life and that's going to look at emergency funds, maybe any outstanding debts. Let's make sure we're clear in the decks that we're not uh, going to get ourselves into a bigger issue down the line even though we've got a great goal of saving for retirement up front and it's sometimes it's really easy to be motivated to get behind that that goal and maybe uh turn a blind eye to to the other stuff, but there is in general a nice uh order to follow when you're setting up your financial life, which we might actually get into in the next segment.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So so I want to talk about this for a second. Um, Let's say we got a 25, let's say 22 year old just starting out, um, out of college or whatever, $50,000 a year job. uh, They're going to commit 10% of their income towards doing a good thing. Okay. Uh, So... (laughs) And let's also say they've got no no money in their emergency fund. Yeah. So let's talk about their first paycheck. The, in my opinion, which feels less valid as time goes by. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not to sidetrack myself on a sidetrack, but it never mind. Uh, <laughs> I got to think that first paycheck, you... you you gotta at least do the match of your employer, which is unlikely to be ten percent. It's gonna be probably three or six percent or something like that. And then the remainder of that ten percent you're allocating theoretically could go towards your emergency fund until it's full. And then you or or at least get a thousand bucks. Then go back and try to get to that twelve to fifteen percent level. No, Kristen, what do you what do you do?
1: Um. I think that's so hard because it can be dangerous to not start out at that higher contribution level and say, well, I'm making 50 now when I make 60, then I'll do it. Or like when I make 65, then I'll do it. And I, Talk, uh Damien and I were talking a few weeks ago about one of the best pieces of financial advice that we were ever given. And it doesn't work for everyone, but one of the best pieces of financial advice that I was ever given was right before I started my first job out of college, one of my professors said, contribute what you want to contribute as a percentage to retirement because you've never had it and you'll never miss it. And I started doing that almost out of the gate. And I don't think that I would have been as successful in my approach to where I want to be from a retirement contribution perspective if I hadn't started out that way.
0: Well, Well, you've heard me, Dame, real quick. You've heard me say before, my biggest regrets are 22 to 28, where I didn't take the advice of the professor.
2: Dame? (laughs) Full disclosure, Kristen was in a college program that focused on finances. So it's it's easier to make that... That sort of statement to a group who's already focused on money. If you're talking to, you know, some, but almost any other department in in the campus, you're probably going to have to give a little bit more specific instruction to it because how much do I want to contribute to retirement when I'm 22? Nothing. There's, (laughs) I've got stuff to do. I've got student loans. I've got all this other stuff that's going to consume my money. Um, It was easy advice for for your professor, but it's it's maybe uh, needs a little bit more sharp of a point on it for most people.
0: Can I give the piece of advice I really wanted to give about the 22-year-old starting out their financial life that's really out of touch and that if we've got the wrong 22-year-old listening, we're going to get a bad iTunes review? Excellent. At some level, you could consider just putting all 10% into your 401k and then dipping into the gig economy for three months to fund that emergency fund and then dropping back out of the gig economy into form of DoorDash or Uber or something like that. Is that how out of touch is that versus how practical is that?
1: I don't want to answer that
0: question. Well, Well, Dame, you're an old guy. You're an old
2: curmudgeon like me. Who's more of a curmudgeon? You or me? We sort of have different curmudgeonly ways. Yeah, we pair really nicely uh, with each other. On We make a total curmudgeon together. Who, who are the Muppets guys up in the balcony? Wilford and... I don't Frimley. know. That's
0: not, no, no. Coming up <laughs> after the break, two curmudgeons and a lady right here on the Pete the Planner show. Two curmudgeons and a lady is a good name for a show.
1: Um, no, I was saying that recall from an old show. That's what you said their names were the last time we talked about them.
2: Yeah, Statler and Waldorf.
1: Andrea knew. Of course, she
2: knew. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: There it is. You guys, I'm in a situation here right now that I find myself in a lot on this show. I glanced at my email inbox. And there's an email I really want to open. But if I open it, I'm done for the rest of the show. I won't be able to concentrate. But
2: I really want to open it. Wait until the last segment.
0: I don't know. Like I really want to open it. (laughs) But I'm telling you, it would be uh, amongst the most distracting emails I've ever opened. So I'm not going to do it. Good I appreciate call. that. I don't think. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. Are you ready for me to tell myself a little bit? It's, now, this, I just want to admit, this is going to come off like a humble brag, but it's not meant to be. It's 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 an awkward situation. I have an awkward situation I need to share. Please do. <sighs> So I'm sitting in my basement with COVID two weeks ago, mm-hmm. watching Yellowstone, the entire series, basically a cowboy. At that point, I mean, I was wrangling pillows in my basement. I had <laughs> steer roped our furnace. It was very impressive. And I receive a text message from a friend of mine who is the editor of a magazine. Okay. And she says to me, hey, we're doing a money issue. Can I interview Okay, not sure. a big deal. Sure. Not a big deal because, yeah, Kristen does. We All, all three of us <clears throat> have done that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal. And she said, but as part of it, we would shoot you for the cover. And I was like, oh, fine. Oh. And there's another piece of information I need to share with you here that is why this is a weird thing. It's a fashion magazine.
1: I knew it.
0: So I I so knew I, it. So I am going this afternoon to be a cover model of a fashion magazine. <laughs> on money and I I've been for f- about 48 hours. I don't know what I'm going to do with my face during this shoot. So if it's about if it's like a business magazine, I can look like mm. it's a fashion magazine. So I don't Know what to do with my face now, Kristen's a bit of a fashionista. We know this. We've seen her her headshots turtleneck. Well, thought, well, inverse turtleneck so <laughs> they said here's what they got They're like bring three outfits, wear whatever you want that feels like represents your brand or whatever and so dame you've you've known me for five <laughs> years, and you have a sense of me before that previously on this show or whatever, I would go and I'd be suited up and I'd try to be like, oh. Yeah. I'm not there mentally right now. It's also a fashion magazine. If you're buying a fashion magazine, do you want to see a weird bald man in a suit on the fashion? So <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going that direction. I'm wearing my puffin sweatshirt. I'm wearing this. I, for for the podcasters, uh, I'm wearing my puffin. It's hoodie Friday here at your money line. I'm wearing my, it's a, it's a, Declat- I don't know what this is. its I want to say decolletage. <laughs> that's the wrong word. <laughs> the puffin doesn't have cleavage. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just like wearing like, I don't know. I'm so uncomfortable. I couldn't say, I mean, could have said no, but she's a friend and like, I didn't.
2: What's you guys the, are uh... going to get this photo and mock me, I feel. Yes. What's the circulation of this uh, magazine?
0: It's a pretty, it's a it's a pretty prominent fashion magazine in the Midwest, at least. You know, it's got a, a pretty good footprint. I'm, I don't
2: know. <laughs> what What are your other two outfits you're taking?
1: A black turtleneck. No, I'm
0: not. I'm not. I'm <laughs> I am not i am not i am a white like a off white sweatshirt. You know, like a good. that sort of looks alright. And then like a black button down casual shirt and jeans. And then I don't, dude. I I'm
2: so uncomfortable. If- have you uh, run these these options by this person? Nope. <laughs> she said bring three. She said bring three. And I'm like, she's like, whatever.
0: I'm like, well, whatever I can get down with. Now, here's the thing. Um, I told my daughter about this a couple days ago. Mistake. And she is mocking me incessantly mm-hmm. and has now got her friend group mocking me. And then I hadn't told Mrs. Planner until last night. And she just busted out laughing and mocked me. <laughs> um, Rick Swink makes up a really good point here. No fashion camo. You know, um, I I didn't wear any fashion camo, but I thought about it. It just wasn't clean. I hadn't done the laundry. So <laughs> anyway, I'm a fashion model.
1: Right on. Add it to the resume, honestly.
0: Uh, Sarah, I'm with you there. Uh, so... Wait a second. Here, here Kristen, I, I want you to think about our, our organization that we all collectively work for here. Okay. And the, I don't know. Our HR is not in the room with me right now. So uh, she's out skiing. We have an incredibly <laughs> large amount of very attractive people on our team. Mm-hmm. I am not one of them. <laughs> so the idea that I'm the cover model is in itself
2: disconcerting.
0: I, I got a top five list of who it should be here, other than
2: me. You know, I I just creeped your calendar and found the uh, the do name. Not, of the... Do not, do <laughs> not. Yes. Don't calendar snoop. I you the, do who, not. I, I am the biggest calendar snoop here. All I'm going to say is I, you're going to be okay. I'm looking at some of the I'm looking at some of the other folks that they feature on the cover previous. The, the wardrobes, and and you're going to be okay.
1: Damien, are you sure you don't have anxiety? <laughs> because <laughs> that was what? an anxiety girly move okay let me look at the other series that they've done that's what i would have done yeah, immediately
0: okay. i i tried to convince my daughter last night that it's the body paint issue and they were just gonna body i was gonna be <laughs> they're gonna body paint me <laughs> and
2: she freaked out <laughs> well they heard uh, i'm a soccer coach and i you know I'm, uh, used to no. be an athlete
0: <laughs> used to be is pretty strong all right that's enough of that. Oh Lord! <laughs> all right, financial triage, deal. right? Deal. Okay, this, let's do it. This is what? Kristen's bag. Yeah. All right. Good. I cannot work. I can just read email. Three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show. From time to time, life kicks you in the neck. I don't, I don't know what that means. Uh, sometimes your financial life gets wonky. Like something really bad goes on. You lose your job. You you have an unexpected bill you show up at a hotel, there's a clown convention, you need to book another hotel, whatever. Uh, And so you may find yourself in the need of triage, financial triage. And so that's a thing. You need a strategy, because we're all going to be there at some point in time, unfortunately. So to help us understand how you get your head around financial triage, we have the one and only Damien Dunn to introduce the one and only Kristen Elenius. Damien, take it away. You know, every once in a while, life kicks you in the
2: neck. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, that was funny. That was very good. Yeah, uh, Kristen, tell us a little bit about financial triage.
1: Well, we talk about financial triage from time to time. just <laughs> Get it together. I'm trying to do a show here. Um We talk about financial triage around here from time to time, but I wanted to kind of take the approach of kind of like the emailer that we talked about in the first segment of if you're setting up your financial life, technically you're triaging those dollars too. We just don't tend to think about it that way. So that's kind of what I wanted to walk through is if we're setting up financial stability, where do those dollars go? How do we prioritize them, triage them to set up for short, intermediate, and long-term stability?
0: All right. Well, let's have at it. What do I need to throw at you? Just the microphone?
1: (laughs) No. Well, I just, I kind of have a hierarchy and I would like some pushback if the two of you don't necessarily agree with it.
0: Well, Damien and I have always been known for our reluctance to push back on you. So this might be a tough segment, but go right ahead.
1: It'll be good for me. Just be nice. Don't hurt my feelings too much. So I think first things first is you have to be contributing retirement, at least to the match, which we kind of talked about. And there's also a caveat here that I, you also have to be current on your outstanding obligations. We can't like, you have to pay your bills on time and things like that. But assuming that you're doing both of those things, I think the next thing is, we talked about this a few weeks ago, which is the being an adult is expensive. So here's some money to fund me the start of your emergency fund. I think that's the first thing.
0: Well, Dame, I kind of—I I don't know if I want to push back, but I want to explore the two uh, constants or whatever you said. So the first one is you always have to hit the match.
1: I and think we'll, to, start.
0: to start, even in crisis, absolute crisis.
1: No, 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 no. You have to be. This is we're setting ourselves up for stability, and ideally, you unknowingly kind of have some stability because if you're in crisis, we're talking about a whole different level of triage.
2: Okay, got it yeah, yeah, I think that's one of the the confusing parts about uh when we say the word you know triage your life, you immediately think something's seriously wrong we're mm-hmm. we're uh, in a crisis mode, and it's not the case in, in this situation. We are just trying to give you an order, a, a a chassis to follow, if you will, of of where your dollars should be going. Is
0: that right, Kristen? Uh, you emergency. had a confused look on your face. I didn't know if it was that or...
1: A metaphor I didn't really follow, but that's okay.
0: Surprised I made a good point. I I guess okay. All right, Kristen, continue. I'm just going to be a listener at this point.
1: Okay, so you have to start with some level of emergency funds so that if there's an emergency, we're not relying on debt. For me, the next thing is high interest rate debt. So if you have credit card debt, some other unsecured like obligation of, personal loan that you've taken to consolidate credit card debt. I think that's the next place.
2: Yeah. I, we've got um, some very important needs that need to be uh, addressed there. And oftentimes it's going to be that debt that sits there and is outstanding. And if we can get our hands around that, uh, that's going to start creating margin for us in other areas of our life. Okay, I'd love to
0: explore what are some examples of high interest rate debt? And I don't mean like, well, there's 27% and there's 28%. <laughs> I don't mean that. I mean, it's all relative. Sure. We generally are not talking federal student loans. Um, we could be talking some private student loans. Uh, we could be talking uh, buy here, pay here, car mm-hmm. lot, car loans. Mm-hmm. And we could of uh, obviously be talking about credit card that are very expensive. Uh, am I missing anything or, or circumventing any ideas?
1: No, I don't think so. The only one, and I kind of mentioned it, was if you have a personal loan is probably mm-hmm. double digit interest rate. I, 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 we, I don't think
0: we have to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. And of course, payday loans, if you have happened sure. to go down that rat trap. I mean, mm-hmm. no offense. I mean, yes, offense. Yes. offense, yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. And then this is where... If we're looking at these debts, something that I don't think that we explicitly talk about all the time, and I don't hear other people talking about it a lot, is kind of the exception to this rule for me is if you have a debt with a really large monthly payment that's nearly paid off, I actually would prefer you to look there. So the average car payment now for a new car is like $700. (laughs) So if your car is nearly paid off and that's taking up a large chunk of your monthly income, okay your interest rate might be six or seven percent but if it's taking up that much of your monthly income and we can get you that breathing room we can free that margin that might be where i suggest you start
2: yeah dame that seems more art than science no 100 there's a number of different ways to attack uh getting rid of debt and we are a big fan of the momentum method where uh, you're going to order all of your debts and you're going to work on the ones with the smallest balances first and keep rolling from one to the next to the next to the next. It's not the most cost-effective way. Or it's not always the most cost-effective way to do that because we are ignoring the interest rates. So that's one way that you can uh, pay off your debts. It's We know it's um, effective. It's, psychologically, it helps you uh, get the ball rolling and get a couple quick wins and uh, keep the keep the thing moving forward. But... There are strategic ways or artful ways, if you go with the Peter Dunn route, of being a little bit more tactical with your debt repayments. And if, as Kristen said, you are really, really close to paying off one that's going to free up a whole bunch of cash and help you uh, either uh, move on to another goal or pay off other debts faster because now you have um, more money in your uh, uh, your bank account to dedicate to that every month absolutely be if you don't know how to do it and you need a way to start uh go with one of the tried and true, whether it's momentum method or highest interest rate first, whatever that is, but if you can look at everything, organize it, lay it out, and say, you know what I'm really close to getting that paid off and i that could be a huge benefit for me in a couple different areas of my life. don't be afraid to set up your own plan, just stick to it that's the key, Kristen, at the risk of hijacking your segment.
0: <clears> Another thing I just thought of when you said that, Dame, is let's say that you are in public service. You're uh, an educator, you're a Mm -hmm. a nurse or doctor at a nonprofit healthcare institution, and you are on the cusp of your 120 payments or you have been on the cusp of your 120 payments. And during this period of time since March of 2020, in which there's been a 0% interest rate on your student loans and you have not been required to make a payment, the art Mm -hmm. would have said don't make a payment. Do not make a payment during that timeframe because all of this payment-free period, each one of those periods, each one of those months counts towards your 120 payments, even though you haven't had to make a payment. So that's another example of, well, let's say your student loan was the highest interest rate. And so you paid on it, or let's say your student loan was your only debt. So you paid on it, or let's say your student loan was the lowest balance debt. So you paid on it. In all three scenarios under what I just said, you shouldn't have been paying anything strategically because of the art of how this works. Kristen, people hopefully had figured this out, but I don't feel like that's a majority factor.
1: I don't think so either because the program is so confusing that there probably wasn't enough clarity in that space. That makes me sad
0: because I feel like I have this dumb theory that isn't uh, founded in anything. There are two financial breaks a person catches each year, right? Like, like you just catch a break generally about two. Um, this is like a third one, like this this whole student loan forgiveness thing uh, in in relation to nonprofit. This period of time, it, it's thirty six payments. More than thirty six payments will have been credited without needing to make a payment. Mm-hmm.
1: That's nuts. It's a huge I, leap towards your hundred and twenty. Yeah.
0: And that's all we have time for this segment. So coming up after the break, more on financial triage. I'm Pete, the planner blew by that by. Sorry. By- <laughs> no, it was Mr. Flappy Gums here. <laughs>
1: it's like you kind of like stopped and I was like, am I supposed to say something? I think we're at the post. Oh,
0: my Lord. I am out of practice. Uh, can I share another uh, brief uh, story from my trip to Memphis that was incredible? Is it embarrassing? No, it's mm-hmm. it's re- It's remarkable. Uh, okay. the, like, uh, last night at dinner, we as a family hadn't talked in a week, it seemed like, cause we've had a little bit of chaos. And so we actually sat down and said, what was your favorite part of the past weekend? And here's mine. Um, uh, so I, I went to a place I've always wanted to go. It's the national civil rights museum in downtown Memphis. And it's, it's, uh, formed in the Lorraine uh, motel or hotel, I believe where, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King jr was assassinated. Right outside room 306. And so they've turned the entire place and, and built around it, recreated the look of it. But then it's a this black history museum, civil rights museum, and it is unbelievable. I it is is one of the finest museums I've ever been to. Now, how did we get there as a soccer team from Indiana? One of the kids on my son's team, his father is the head of African American studies at IU University. And so he's the department chair. So he set it up. He's, uh, you know, contributed his museum. He's one of the the foremost experts on the Black Panther Party. And like, so I'm walking around the museum with him Neat. at various times, and he is taking me to church. And it was, I love expertise. I love the passion of expertise. Right? It, like, and it was just amazing. It was. I learned a, a lot. I can share some of those stories maybe later with you all individually if you're so interested but there were some pretty remarkable things but imagine being with one of the world's foremost experts in some of the topics at a museum and you're talking about those topics it was pretty wild that's cool that had been an amazing experience i'm sure it was it was really cool the boys um did they're all 10 year old boys i mean they get a little (laughs) squirrely but yeah it worked out pretty well but it was a pretty powerful place um And then, of course, we went to Bass Pro inside of the pyramid uh, there in Memphis, which, uh, yeah, that was fun, too. Yeah. Okay. Nothing like the Civil Rights Museum and then Bass Pro.
2: Yeah.
0: Makes sense. Um, Okay. We ready for what are we doing here? Kristen, is there more meat on that bone?
1: I mean, there is, but I kind of want to do the transportation thing.
0: We can punt till next week, or we can do it. You know what? This is Kristen and Co. What are we doing? Your call.
1: <laughs> I want to do the transportation thing. I thought it was a good idea.
0: Your boss says it, Dame. There we go. Okay. Um, oh, my job. Three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show. You know, I daydream. I daydream of having hair, being taller, mm-hmm. being fun. But mostly when I daydream financially, I daydream about this life I'm living that doesn't involve a car. I don't know. I'm not an eco-warrior. Uh, I'm not overly concerned about the planet, although I am concerned. Uh, but I have this dream of like living a car-free lifestyle. Maybe it's because my favorite city to, to be in is in New York City, Manhattan, and I enjoy that as a tourist. Uh, maybe there's some practicality in not owning a car and i brought up this topic to Kristen, who is the host of Kristen and company the name of the show and and to dame and we thought yeah let's let's explore that now dame your view of driving and my view of driving to begin are very different because you are what a person might call a car guy you enjoy a good old-fashioned drive so let maybe let's start there
2: yeah i i um I like driving. I grew up uh, driving all over the place with my dad. I got a lot of fond memories of that. I'm starting to do the same uh, with my son. We're, we're uh, going on a couple trips this summer where we're just going with a big group and, and doing some, some great driving stuff. So when I think about driving, yes, there is a practical side to it and it gets you from where you are to where you need to be. Uh, and being in, you know, rural Midwest, It's pretty necessary because we can't just walk to the the corner store. I guess we could, but we'd be in great shape if we did. But uh, there's a very practical component to transportation. But in my personal um, view, I really like driving. I would rather drive on vacation than fly in most cases. Uh, So the fact when I go on vacation or I go away for business and I'm stuck in a major metropolitan area, I hate driving in those places because I can't just get out and, and drive if I want to. It's, um, it reduces it to that, that very practical A to B sense. So living a carless existence for me uh, is hard for me to imagine. It's not something I would desire to do, but I will give you the caveat, Pete, that um, you, know, you see these idyllic pictures of little villages in Europe that have been there for hundreds and hundreds of years. I could get down with that for a while where you just, uh, you know, wake up and walk around town and get what you need and go about your business. That, that does have some appeal to me, but in general, uh, give me a big thirsty V eight and I can go drive (laughs) for a, for a a couple hours.
0: I love it. But Kristen, before I pull you into this, or shall I say, drag you into this? Mm -hmm. Um, Dean, can can I ask a couple clarifying you and I, again, we, the fun part of this show for you and me is you and I share a lot of sensibility. Mm I, I can't understand what you're talking about here. When you, when you talk about like, just go for a drive it, is speed involved is like hot, hot cornering going on. Are you breaking hard? Like what, like what is happening that is like going for a drive? I, Pete, that I, I, I say be, that
2: with respect. I just don't understand. That would be illegal and dangerous. And I would never do those things on public roads. Uh, but there's, you just go out, enjoy, uh, I I enjoy all of those things, and I, a couple of the trips this summer may or may not include doing that on very beautiful roads, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, and sometimes it's just get out, cruise, enjoy the sunshine, um, you know, coming through the windshield or, you know, whatever you've got, and sometimes it's hey, let's go have some fun and go through a quarter tank of gas in 30 minutes and go from there.
0: Okay. Man, I'm hijacking this segment too, Dame. I got more questions. <laughs> Let me have them. Maybe this is an off-air conversation. I'm just like I, and 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 true. I, I ask all these with respect. I just don't understand. Okay, like so, are you like at ten and two, mm-hmm. and are you like, or, or are Sometime. you like palming the wheel? Are are you you're <laughs> listening to
2: music? Are you talking to your kids about the birds and the be? Like, what do you do? I I mean, it, it depends on kind of the focus of the drive if if you're out just cruising uh you have one hand on the wheel you might have them down uh, like at uh you know five and eight and just kind of cruising along uh you never done that like uh, just depends on i don't on, know it, what's happening i i feel like <laughs> if i put you in the, alien if i put you in the car that i was driving it would make more sense uh but every once in a while you're focused the music is turned way down and oh. you are are hauling and you're focusing on doing what you need to do to have as much fun as possible
0: all right Kristen, let's drag you into this uh a carless lifestyle does it appeal to you
1: it absolutely appeals to me because nothing about time spent on transportation appeals to me i don't commute now my commute is literally 16 seconds um and that's ideal for me i don't want to be in the car i one, I get car sick. So that's like a whole nother thing. But I just view the whole thing as kind of respectfully, Damien. I view the whole thing as kind of a waste of time. So I don't like here, it. Yeah,
0: here's my thing. I, I, I did write a column in the Indianapolis Business Journal last week in their downtown Indianapolis issue about my regrets of not living downtown when I was young and had mm-hmm. no people to drive to Memphis to a clown convention. <laughs> and And like for me, it's like wake up, go for a run. Uh, walk shower (laughs) sorry about the imagery go to a coffee shop and then walk or bike to work and and then you're grocery shopping downtown and you're walking and you're pushing a cart or something You're, you're you're going to eat downtown if you need to go somewhere you either uber or maybe do like the the electric rent a car thing like i
2: just like this idea of a tight footprint that is walkable if i lived in a place where traffic was horrible uh, or at least much more than what I experience, or it took me a long time. to. If it took me 45 minutes to get out into the country or somewhere where I could actually drive, I would probably have a view much similar to what yours is, Pete. But now it's just so accessible. And it's what I grew up doing with my dad. It's something that I enjoy and will probably look forward to doing as long as my kids will let me have the keys when I get older. I have a slightly unfair question I'm going to
0: ask, Dame, that does seem very judgmental. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're driving, do you woo? Are you like, woo? Or do you do any of that? <laughs> it's, it's, not not that the Louise, no... it's not the Duke brothers. Okay, it's like I just that. had it's to just... ask. Sorry. And there's a financial side to this too. If 15% of your budget is set up, yeah.
1: That's exactly what I was thinking. Is there so much that goes into owning... Your car, your vehicle—you have to either buy it or pay monthly. You have insurance, you have plates, you have fuel. If you can eliminate all of those expenses, that's a lot of margin, Damien.
2: It's uh, it's entertainment budget as well for me. As far as okay, <laughs> I get that, dude. Like, well, I mean, look.
0: Uh think about someone who enjoys beverages, uh adult beverages. It's like, yeah, hey, you can have some water, you can have some milk, but it's like, well, no, I, I'm I'm taking the, the need of liquid and I'm taking it to a, a more expensive level. That's I don't view it any different than this from what you're saying, Dave.
2: Yeah, it's it's where you're going to prioritize your dollars. Now, assuming you're not going, you know, crazy outlandish on on certain things and really putting your financial stability and future at risk with how you're spending those dollars. Uh, to each their own. Uh, if you're going to choose to live in a a, um, a bigger city where traffic is a thing, uh, or you know, downtown, uh, as as Andy points out, one of our listeners, you're going to spend that those dollars elsewhere. You're going to have some some rent. You're going to pay more for housing probably than than what. The average person does up where I live, and you know where people enjoy cars. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, all preferences, man. Kristen,
0: how uh, maybe a soft topic with thirty seconds left, so I don't miss the post yet again in the show. <laughs> uh, by thirty seconds, I mean a minute in ten seconds. But, uh, Kristen, <laughs> how often do you drive? Like, how many miles do you put in your car each week? And by car, I mean Ooh. your truck.
1: Like zero. I don't I don't use my vehicle at all. I probably put less than 5000 miles a year on my car.
0: I see I'm at this place so I have a 6 mile commute either way. But it's the driving after work when I'm lugging my children mm-hmm. around to mm-hmm. trombone lessons or whatever. <clears throat> yeah, Ted just got to sign the trombone for middle nice. school, so that's going to be a delight.
1: Happy for you.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Uh I uh, that's where that's where the chaos in my brain exists is all of the driving I do. Dame, you drive. all, but this is your point. You both enjoy it. But then from a practical standpoint, you do drive a lot,
2: a lot, way more than it, which is weird, way more than I wish I sh- did in that respect. But I do. I the, the driving is not what turns me off. All right. Well, thank you for exploring this with me. Coming
0: up after the break, the biggest waste of money of the week. We're not talking cars, we're talking boats. I'm Pete the Planner. I mean, look, I made up, up for missing the post with a pretty
2: good outro there. I got to be honest. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. Pete, you and I can go for a drive sometime.
0: I, okay. So I assume you like to give it a little. I like a little spice on my drive. I don't I don't like being a passenger in that car. I've told you this. I was I know in a, in a pace car on in an Indy car course and they took it at full speed mm-hmm. with me as a passenger in like a what do they call five point harness mm-hmm. whatever. It was the worst moment of my life.
2: So you have and, you have no desire to do like that uh, the the two seat indy car
0: um, in an oval, maybe, but not on a road course. The road course, I was terrified. I was oh, yeah. terrified. It, it was. They're I'm, professionals. They are, but it's just like, I didn't like that. Hmm. Guys, you know, where do we start with me? Not fun. <laughs> That's, That's where you always start. Not That's fun. True. I think the car thing, if we're being honest, I think part of it is I hate parking so much like trying to find a parking spot that i feel like part of this is i don't ever have to find a parking spot again and that's sexy
2: <laughs> Kristen, do you think you put more how many what's the percentage of miles for your truck versus your golf cart
1: <laughs> well right now it's not a comparison but yeah, in um summer. in i probably Aside from the two long drives I had to do, or the one long drive I did last year, I would probably have to look to see if I put more miles on my bicycle than my car.
2: I said golf uh, golf
1: cart. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think that that would be there because my golf cart's electric and it's really slow. You can't go very far. How About golf cart and bicycle combined versus. Oh yeah.
0: Okay. Uh- you guys, I just got sad. I looked over on my shelf behind me and I saw the bobblehead that you all, Damien, mm-hmm. you were part of the bobblehead that you I guys was. got me. Yeah. That looked a lot like me when you guys bought it. <laughs> and it, for those who can see it, it has hair, which yeah. I don't have anymore. A beard. Um, I mean, it really does look a lot like me. Um, a deep V neck t shirt, like a divorcee. <laughs> Did look a lot like you. <laughs> Did look a lot like me, but if you, I don't know. As a as a fashion model, I I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> You're embracing okay. the aging process, Pete. You're not uh, gonna go in for any work. You're just showing how you can age gracefully.
0: You know what? That's an interesting topic. Actually, is like uh, plastic surgery or hair stuff. I we've sort of talked about on the show, like. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Anytime I think about it, I think, well, for me, I, I wouldn't spend my money on that and I would use that personally as a waste of money. But I, I'm not at a place where I would want to make a big blanket statement like that's a waste of money because it's just a preference thing. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. yeah. Like driving.
0: Like wine. And wine. Yeah. Chris.
2: Stranger. What, what are
0: you shaking your head, facelift Kristen? What's uh, uh what are you? Doing?
1: I'm just shaking my head because I'm trying to convince my mom and my sister to instead of buying each other birthday presents this year, that we'll do Botox. So, so I'm many people laughing. I know do Botox. <laughs> so many.
2: I don't know. I, we, we can't, this cannot be a topic. I, isn't <laughs> it like,
1: isn't that so like
2: a club for men though? You know, once you start Botox, you can't really stop.
1: Yeah. Cause it's not like forever. So
2: okay, I'm done with this. I'm. I brought it up. <laughs> I stopped. It's
1: your fault.
0: I, everything's my fault. Mm-hmm. Okay. The fashion model says, "Move on." Here we go. In three. Oh, not ready. <laughs> okay. Shh. Quiet down, Baldy. Three, two, one. This week's biggest week st- of money of the week, right here on the Pete the Planner Show, is the G Quest Yacht Concept. Measuring 215 meters, the G-Quest lives up to the Goliath series name. The Giga Yacht concept sets itself up as an expedition dream, providing plenty of lab space for research, experimentation, that's creepy, and medical intervention. And it's loaded with vehicles for exploration, including six hydrofoil tenders, two seaplanes, three jet skis, two helicopters, a U works research submarine and a garage for two overland SUVs. The three upper decks are reserved for the owner and guests offering 18 VIP cabins in a primary suite with a private balcony and pool. It also boasts five star amenities like a beach club, Turkish bath, mm-hmm. three heated pools, yoga studio, which is different than a yogurt studio and a 20 person theater propelled by azimuth thrusters powered by batteries, the vessel runs on green fuel and can reach a top speed of 20 knots. No one knows what that means with a range of 20,000 nautical miles. Okay. Kristen, here's the problem for you. As I'd love to point out, you you are amongst the most talented people in the world at many things. This happens to not be one of your sweet spots. However, I just get this feeling. (laughs) You're going to nail it this week. Why would you say that? I, I'm just telling you. I feel like you're going to nail it. So, Kristen, how much does the, the G-Quest yacht cost?
1: The G-Quest yacht costs hundreds of millions of dollars. The problem is I don't know how many hundred.
0: Okay, you can buy it. I mean, it is. You click, click. They'll build it. What do you
2: want? <laughs> just, just a couple options and uh, you're off. What do you got?
1: Um, it's not quite a billion. Is it? We'll get, we'll go with my Bob Barker guess. It's like 999 million and on and on and on.
2: Okay. Dame? 750 million.
0: I just want to point out that I'm right. It's 1 billion. Kristen was going to nail it. I knew she was going to nail it. I knew it.
1: (laughs) That was good. Thank
0: you. It's $1 billion. All right. All right. You know, how many billions do you? This is sort of a fair question. How many billions do you have to have to spend a billion? You could argue, you could have two billion and spend a billion because a billion is so much money. So much, yeah, yeah. Because this isn't like oh, how much? How many thousands do you have to have to blow a thousand? You have to have a lot of thousands to blow Mm -hmm. a thousand. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm. (laughs) My favorite thing about it is that. Of the things they listed, helicopters, planes, etc., they also listed the uh, 20-person movie theater. That was a really nice touch. I
0: think
2: so, too. Dame, what's in the news this week? A woman at an art fair in Miami made an expensive blunder when she broke a sculpture that was worth tens of thousands of dollars, according to reports. The Miami Herald reported that a woman in a VIP preview for... Art Winwood broke a $42,000 porcelain sculpture by artist Jeff Koons Thursday. The sculpture in question was an electric blue balloon dog, which was part of a collection of balloon dogs by the artist. Fortunately for her, the gallery did not require her to pay the $42,000 for the sculpture. An art advisor said the work of art was insured. Here's where it gets crazy, Pete. Even though it was broken in pieces, it could still be worth a lot of money. The advisor told the Herald... That Gamson offered to buy the balloon dog's remains for $15 million on the spot. What? Yeah, it was $42,000 in perfect working order, $15 million in pieces on the floor. Okay, so do the do those numbers again.
0: I stopped listening. I was looking at Kristen's incredulous look on her face.
2: Forty- $42,000 value when it was on its podium, however it was presented, after it was broken... $15 million. Now, now, do you think that woman broke it intentionally
1: Ooh. from the artist? Ooh. Have you watched oh. season four of You?
2: No. Mm,
1: interesting. Season four of what? You? The oh, I've not series? watched season
0: four. No, I've watched ah. the first two seasons, and then it started feeling like really creepy, and so I bailed. For
1: but... That's an interesting take. Was it on purpose to make the art more valuable? I don't
2: know. So, did the woman that broke it? She's the one that offered to buy it for fifteen million. Um, I don't think they name the woman. Actually, it was. Uh, you know what? I didn't. Uh, I didn't include that part in my uh, in my little sn- uh, <laughs> Yeah, sn- yeah sn- you know that that's pretty wild. This reminds me of the the Banksy photo that
0: shredded itself, mm-hmm. or the Banksy painting that shredded mm-hmm. itself at the the auction, which was I
2: unbelievable performance art i mean yeah. that's that's remarkable kristen have you not seen that video it's amazing go you know, after we're done banksy youtube banksy shredded art it's crazy
1: <laughs>
2: um what else wait before we do this i it's an off the air thing dame what else is in the news Uh, more parents are moving in with their younger adult children and they're doing it while they're younger, healthier and often still working. One in four Americans aged 25 to 34 lived with parents or older relatives as of 2021. That's not, we, we expected that We've had this conversation before. One of four, one of four Americans, 25 to 34 are living with older relatives as of 2021. We've talked about that. We knew that. Yeah. The fastest growing segment in multi-general households, according to data from Pew Research Center, uh, is that segment. However, most of this group is adult children moving back in with their parents, but a significant number of older adults are moving in with millennials. Uh, In 2021, 9% of multi-generational households were headed by 25 to 34-year-olds, up from 6% in 2001.
1: Wow. Daycare. (laughs)
2: Oh, I didn't get there. Yeah, that I could know. be. Yeah, what's the percentage now? Nine uh, percent. Uh, so, of those, uh, of that one in four multi-generational uh, age mm. households, nine percent are headed by the twenty-five to thirty-four year old. I just keep thinking, what what part are motivated
0: or inspired from a health perspective and a care perspective versus just uh,
2: cohabitation? You know. Some parents aren't waiting for retirement or urgent health care needs to move in with adult children. As the Pew data suggests, known as the reverse boomerang effect, the move is often driven by changing attitudes about family life, high housing costs, and challenges in finding affordable child care. Bingo. Kristen, let's get
0: awkward.
1: You have your mom move in with you? No.
0: Okay.
1: She watches this show. I've just heard her feelings. <laughs> I know.
0: That's why I asked. Dame... Your mom tunes in from time to time. You having your mom move in with you? Um, mom just got married, so uh, no. Hey, Mazel Tov. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not answering that question.
2: What yeah. else is in the news? <laughs> As COVID restrictions are lifted, airline profits are taking off. With borders open, some uh, carriers are... Oh, no. okay, yeah. uh, that were burning through cash a year ago or uh, posting big profits. British Airways parent said Friday that it was in the black last year for the first time since the pandemic began. Singapore Airlines posted a near record profit for its last nine months and Qantas recorded pre-tax profits over the latest half year. The results are being driven by a combination of pent-up demand and cost cutting with big boosts from government funds in uh, many countries with seats uh, limited Carriers are still scrambling to hire staff and get planes back in the air. Fares are high, but passengers have been willing to pay. Kristen, is this trend going to slow down anytime soon?
1: No. Pete? No.
2: No. 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 This is this is this is where we're going.
0: I uh, I've not flown in a while, which is sort of nice, uh, but boy. The spring uh, Pete the Planner show schedule is going to get pretty awkward. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to see me a lot. So uh, we do need to figure that out. Are you guys going to do the show solo without your, your boy? Or am I going to call in from wherever? Like, we're going to have to figure this out. Uh, before we leave uh, this week's show, I do want to make an announcement that we actually haven't announced publicly here at your Moneyline. Your Moneyline was named... One of the best places to work in Indiana by the Indiana Chamber of Commerce. So uh, if you want a job here, uh, we're hiring. Go to yourmoneyline.com. <laughs> uh, look at our jobs. I, I I usually don't plug what we do here. But, hey, being named one of the best employers in the state of Indiana, uh, doesn't stink. So, uh, right? Right? Feeling good, Absolutely. kids? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Good job to you both. Uh, Dame, by the way, exceptional show today. Dame, you were very funny. Very good very show funny. today. Thank you. uh sending you good vibes good vibes are all that's in the budget i'm pete the planner and this is the pete the planner show yeah i was uh i was i was pleased with that i, I know it's a it's an award so it's somewhat
2: like a just, social just, construct but you know you should be happy with it though i mean you've you've put a lot of time and effort and uh blood sweat and tears into what we do and uh, to be recognized as a great place to work in indiana it's great. Yeah, I just des- definitely feels
0: uh, I have a lot of pride in it, but it definitely feels like a team team win here. <clears throat> I will say it's weird having been in business for a long time, like my two so far most gratifying moments are, are are this in a way, although I don't own responsibility for it, but I do have pride in it. And then when we all got health insurance, <laughs> like, that was like, honestly, like, was I don't know. Deal. It's a small business that have that isn't required to have health insurance, mind you, because we have Less than 50 people, that was seemed like a big deal. So, those, uh, yeah, good, good week, everybody. Uh, thanks for contributing to being a good place to work. I mean, a best place to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, Kristen, big plans this weekend? Not this weekend. No,
0: no, oh, mm. no driving.
1: No. Oh, no driving. I mean, Purdue does play IU on Saturday. Oh,
0: so. It's going be so annoying. I get so annoyed by that. Why? How, why? Because of IU fan. You just don't get on social media and you don't. Get I'm to... not. You can't avoid It's just a feeling in the air. And it's, <laughs> it's, yeah. I you agree. Just, the candy stripe paints, the pants, and people are just like, oh, oh, we fell down by 30 and we came back. It's like, I don't
2: care about any of it. Sorry. Angry, Angry said IU fan, social media is my favorite social media it's 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 something
1: well and there's even more pressure on this game because purdue beat iu when they played like what is that three weeks or i mean i u beat yeah. Purdue. um like was it three weeks ago maybe? maybe um so this is their second meeting but it's at Mackey. so uh,
0: are you guys going to the five we're doing a 500 Indy 500 practice day here with the squad are you guys doing coming down for that dame you do love
2: driving <laughs> Me and my uh, yeah, I don't have a ride yet uh, for the show, but uh, I'll I'll probably you know bring my seventy two quart cooler and just camp out in the infield. Chris, are you coming down to watch other people drive?
1: Um, maybe. I feel like if I decide to make this purchase that I want to make, I feel like that would be a good time. But
2: yeah, I think it should.
0: I think you should all the I'll way see. around. Wait, I'll am see. I missing something, or is this like part of the joke? <laughs> Inside like, baseball.
2: It's a conversation that Kristen and I are uh, that I'm trying to convince her, uh, corrupt her in, in certain automotive ways. And, Don't uh, do that. Don't listen to him.
1: <laughs> it wasn't, he didn't, it wasn't uh, I already was on the hunt for something and I posted it on social media and Damien was like, yes do that. So we'll buying a
0: camper? <laughs>
1: uh, no, not currently.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's a thing. All right, um, that's it. We're done. This clown show is over. Mm. Uh, I'm off to a photo shoot. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. Why? Why? Let's not forget, you said yes. True. You know what this reminds me of? The time when I got in trouble for Mrs. Planner, justifiably. When I came home late one night i was like hey i got a work thing she's like okay then we had two young kids i get home they're just it's an it's an s show it's a clown show (laughs) it's just crazy she's like well what was it you were at tonight and i was like well i was a celebrity judge at a pie contest (laughs) and she was like what (laughs) are you kidding me and i was like well, yes and she was like no you weren't so I was eating several pies as a celebrity judge at a pie eating contest while my wife was handling my the spawn of my mere existence oh it was terrible do you remember what your favorite pie was I'm an apple pie guy but I think there was a chocolate cream pie that that was uh, uh, bussin as the kids say <laughs> <laughs> Right on. <laughs> oh my, God. what's wrong with me? <laughs>
2: How much would it take for you to get a, a, a few of those magazines and autograph them and just like leave them laying around oh, your house? Stop. Sign, sign the cover.
0: I, um, I have so many feelings right now that I that are complex. <laughs> None of them are really good um, <laughs> feelings, but whatever. Anyway, hey, you know what? Say yes, everyone, and see what happens next. This is an inspirational message from a cover model. No just like I don't. hey um s- s- stay getting money